What's up, everyone? Join me for another episode of Fond.net. This time I have uh, JP, and he's here to talk to us about securing ASP.NET apps with Azure Active Directory B2C. Make sure you join us. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of On.net. Uh, today, I have my very good friend, JP, to talk to us about Azure Active Directory B2C and how to use it to secure ASP.NET and .NET applications. Welcome to the show, JP. Hey, Christos. Thanks for having me. Yeah, long time no see, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been, what, at least a good 35 minutes. Yeah, so. I mean, we work together all day, every day. So, uh, for, But for people that haven't seen you or don't know you, can you please explain what you do? Sure. I, uh, I work in the identity division at Microsoft along with Christos. And uh, what we do is go and talk to developers about the identity systems that we own and build and how they can get that same kind of uh, amazing security out of their apps too. Awesome. And uh, today you're here to talk to us about Azure AD B2C. Tell us a little bit about that and what it is and why should developers care about it? Sure. So B2C is our uh, sort of apps for the internet or identity for the internet offering. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're if you're using Office or if you're using Azure or something today at work or at school, you're probably using Azure AD or you're at mm -hmm. least familiar with it. But that doesn't really necessarily work when we want to build apps for people on the internet. If we want to build our next big startup or if we want to build apps for people uh, where we might use a user database before, uh, we want to use something better and let people sign in with social accounts and use an account they already have or uh, give them a brand new username and password that has nothing to do with their work or school, um, has nothing to do with work or school to start. Perfect. And uh, do I need to pay for it? You do, but luckily you pay for it when you hit 50,000 monthly active users. And a monthly Damn. active user is someone, that's someone who signed in. So. If yeah. you've got fifty thousand people signing in, I kind of feel like maybe it's a pretty good app, and you're making money all you're making money already. It's a good problem to have, right? Fifty thousand users, <laughs> but up to fifty thousand unlimited sign-ins for all these users uh, until fifty thousand, which is great. And how right. easy is it to get started? Because that's the next question, right? I mean, I'm bought. I love it. Let's see how what it takes to uh, integrate with BTC. Well, it's pretty easy to it's pretty easy to get going. Um, Azure mm -hmm. AD B2C shows up in Azure just like anything else. So you deploy a storage account or you deploy an Azure App Service and you would deploy an Azure AD uh, B2C directory. And it right. takes about 90 seconds. So I went ahead and deployed one before we started, but it's just deployed. Mm -hmm. So in your Azure subscription, you'll have uh, you'll see this as a resource in a resource group. Yep. And when we click it, we're going to go over to a new it's going to take us to a new tab. Right. Where we're going to see our, our settings. Um, right. What I like to do, just as a side tip, I like to keep my B2C directories mm -hmm. uh, a different color or different uh, theme from the my main Azure subscription so that I can really quickly see. So you don't um, mess up, right? Yeah, so I don't mess up and try to use the wrong one. <laughs> so, so when we click into it and we get in here, uh, we've got maybe three things that we have to do and then our app will be ready, we'll be ready to sign people in. Um, so B2C has this uh, sort of concept of an identity provider, and the identity right. providers are how people can sign in. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do things like uh, Google sign-in or Facebook sign-in, we've got sort of pre-built integration with that already. And so all you have to do is click on one of these and uh, go through a setup process on the Facebook or the Google or GitHub side, 
and right. people can use those accounts to sign in. Nice. And, and of course, that's a great way to do it because that's one less username and password that I have to store uh, as a user. One less thing I have to keep in my password manager or in the uh, post-it notes that are littering my desk, right? right? One less password to remember is always what we want to, always where we yes. want to go. It also means that you can access data for those users, which is kind of cool. So if you're building something that maybe uh, wants to get the user's Facebook profile photo, you can pull that in too. And so you get uh, nice social integration, both for signing in, but then also for accessing some of their data. Very nice. But the ones you get out of the box without any configuration is what's called a local account. And a local mm -hmm. account is just that. It's a brand new username and password that exists only in this database, only right. in this directory. Um, and that's what we're going to use today because that's the fastest and easiest way to get started. And it keeps you from having to keep these usernames and passwords in your database as a developer. Yeah. And of course we don't want that. So we're going to use, uh, we're going to use local accounts. And so we have two things that we need to do. Uh, the first thing we need to do is something called an app registration. Uh, and right. an app registration is a way to say, uh, Hey, B2C directory, uh, I have an application that I want users to sign into, and so they're going to be trying to sign in, and so we register the application. Okay. Uh, so when we register an app, we're going to give it a name. So I'll call this, uh, let's see, we'll call this a .NET demo. We're going to keep it at accounts in any identity provider. Uh, so that means authenticating users with user flows, which we'll talk about in a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're going to give it a redirect URI. Okay. Now, I know this one <laughs> by virtue of having done it before, but it's in the documentation and, and it's in the uh, it's in some of the templates. And so uh, this is not a this is not like a secret, and it's not going to be specific to our .NET app. So because we're going to use .NET today, we're going to use HTTPS localhost five thousand and one, which is our local Kestrel, Kestrel. and then we're going to use a special path called sign in dash oidc, and you right. can change this. So if you've got multiple providers or you've got other sort of an existing URL scheme and you don't want to mess it up, you can change this to be whatever you want it to be. Okay. Um, and then we're going to keep this checkbox checked. So this is just some extra plumbing. There are very mm -hmm. few cases where you'd ever actually need to uncheck that. So we're just going to leave it. Leave it uh, so I'm going to click, I'm going to click register and we're going to get a couple key pieces of information out of that registration. Yep. So we've got all these things up here in, uh, in essentials. One of the more important things that we need is the application's ID. You'll sometimes mm -hmm. hear it called a client ID. The application ID is just that. It's the unique identifier for this specific app, and it's the thing that your code is going to use to say, I am application ABC. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna, I'm just going to grab that. We'll just put it over a notepad off to the side just so we've got it. We don't have to come back and get it. So we're going to get the application's ID, and then we've got to go do one more thing uh, before we're ready to move on to the next step. So in the authentication blade, We've got our localhost 5001, the thing that we just typed in a minute ago. Yep. Um, we also need to come down here and we need to check these two boxes. Hybrid flow. So this is for something called hybrid flow, which is uh, also implicit flow, which is uh, not necessarily uh, the latest and greatest and best thing, uh, but to get up and going quickly and to not have to deal with client secrets, which are sort of like passwords for your application, we're going to use that for today. Um, there are... Uh, there are definitely ways to avoid using this uh, and yep. they involve using a, a client secret. But we've got plenty of great documentation and videos on uh, on what that means. And so for today, we're going to use these. Um, yep. Getting an ID token implicitly isn't necessarily a, a super big deal. Um, it really just means that <clears throat> the ID token is what we're going to use to sign the user in to know who they are. 
Uh, and by virtue of getting that implicitly, it just means that this, there's no extra round trip to the server to ask for that ID token. So we're going right. to get it back as soon as the user signs in. Cool. So we have to make sure that both of those are checked and we need to save it. Uh, and that's under the authentication blade. So now our application is registered. We have the app ID, the mm -hmm. which is the, the thing that we need. It's under the overview tab. So we have this application ID. Um, and now our app is registered and it's ready to go. Doesn't have to be web apps either. If you're using, uh, if you're building a mobile app or if you're building a desktop app, uh, there are all sorts of different apps that you can build or app types that you can build. Uh, we've got libraries available for for Xamarin and and uh, for Blazor for all sorts of things. So uh, we're going to do web apps today, but just know that you can use this for all sorts of different types of applications. Yep. So we'll go back to B2C, back to our sort of main uh, view, and the other thing we need to create is something called a user flow. And a user flow is essentially a user interaction. So that could be a user signing in. It could be mm -hmm. a user signing up. It could be a user resetting their password. Um, anytime the user needs to interact with B2C, okay. we have to create a user flow to represent that. Now, what's neat about them is the user flows are independent of applications. So mm -hmm. you can have one user flow, but you can use it in all of your apps. Multiple. If you've got a whole suite of applications, then you could use um, a single uh, flow to sign those users in. You don't have to do a password reset flow for every individual app, for example. Right. Um, so we'll do sign up and sign in, mm -hmm. which is just that. We're going to sign up and let users sign in. They can do either one. So we're going to create that flow, and we've got to give it a name. Now, we always call them Susie for S-U-S-I for sign up, sign in. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can call it whatever you want. And because we only have uh, email sign up or, or local accounts configured and those identity providers, that's the only one that shows up here. Right. So we'll choose that. And then multi-factor authentication is also available. Now, it's a little bit different from the Azure AD multi-factor that you might be familiar with if you're using it at work or at school. Uh, okay. It doesn't use an app. It uses a phone call or a text message or an email. Right. Um, Email is kind of a, a half factor, like one and a half factor authentication, if that's a thing. And three quarters. Yeah, it's <laughs> sure. it's not a, it's almost kind of sort of a second factor, but it really isn't really enough is. yeah. to say it's a super, super strong authentication, but uh, it's better than nothing. Exactly. Um, we're going to use email today because uh, the only thing that you do pay for in B2C, regardless of how many users you have, are when you send a text message or make a phone call for MFA. Right. So because there are things like telecom costs to send you the text or to send you the phone call, we we have to bill for that. So whenever you're using, uh, whenever you're doing development, like in our case, we'll just use email and we're going to mm -hmm. keep it turned off anyway because we don't need MFA sure. at this point, but it is available. Okay. <clears throat> There's also conditional access and conditional access is all about sending policies to say, uh, if a user is trying to sign into app one, two, three, uh, and they're coming from this specific kind of a device, I'd like for them to multi-factor first or to make so, right. you know, or if they're coming from this location or from a country or an IP range. Um, conditional access is a thing that's a part of Azure AD as well, and conditional access is uh, thoroughly, thoroughly documented. So there are plenty of things that you can do with conditional access, but it's all about sort of uh, real-time evaluation of should this user be able to sign in or not? Yep. And the last thing we have to do is choose what pieces of data do we need to know about this user, mm -hmm. both in our application and then also what things do we want them to provide for us. Right. Um, so, so these are the ones that are available out of the box, but you can also add your own. Ooh, so nice. You wanna, Extend you it. add extra ones. Yeah, you want to add extra ones to capture something unique about that user, then no sweat. You can go and do that. Right. Um, 
we're just going to ask the user for their display name and maybe mm -hmm. we'll ask them for, maybe we will ask them, yeah, you know, let's just ask them for their display name. We don't need anything else <laughs> sure. to ask the user for, but our application still needs to know a few extra pieces of data. Yes. So since they're going to use their email address to sign up, we want to return that. And a return claim is one that's returned to the application after the user signs in. Right. Since we're asking them for their display name, we want to return that one too. And then let's see as well. what did they use to sign in with. And then let's also have their object ID. And object ID is going to be important here in just a minute. We're going to talk about that. So these things on the left are things we're going to ask the user for. They have a chance to type in whatever they want. Mm -hmm. The things on the right are things that we are going to make sure the application gets after the user signs in. Nice. So we'll create our user flow. This only takes a sec. There are lots of different templates available, so you can create one for password reset, or if you want to split your sign up and sign in into two different ones, you can do that too. So it's pretty flexible. You do a lot of different things with it. And the nice thing about user flow is they can also customize the experience, right? Which we haven't. For sure. We're not going to cover for this one, but it is something that can, <laughs> can be covered at a later time. Yeah, so each one of these user flows has lots and lots of different configuration settings. All the config that we just did, you can come in here to do. So you just click on the uh, click on the user flow and you can make changes. But down here at the bottom, you'll see options for changing the layout in terms of what it looks like, um, and then also localization. Um, the layouts, there are some templates that we give you out of the box, which we're going to see in a minute when we go to try to sign in. Um, but you can customize them essentially infinitely. So we just inject our sign in and sign in form into your page um, and you upload some HTML somewhere and, and we handle merging those two together. Um, but yeah, we won't, we unfortunately won't have time to do that today, but that's okay. Because the ones that we have out of the box look decent enough, I think, uh, to start. Exactly. So we've created our user flow and it has a name and you'll notice the name is B2C underscore one underscore SUSI. So we're just going to copy that off just because we just because we're going to need it here in just a sec. And at this point, we're largely done with our B2C configuration. Nice. So now we need to create us a, we need to create us a .NET app. So I'm going to use .NET 5. Um, and uh, let's just create a directory, and I will call this .NET B2C demo. Mm -hmm. And let's change into that let's change into that directory. And we're going to do a .NET new. Mm -hmm. And there's some really cool templates uh, that are right available right out of the box. Uh, to be able to get up and going really quickly. And so I'm going to do an MVC app, but I guess we could do a web app too. It doesn't really matter. But I'll do an MVC app because I'm old and I remember MVC. Um, and there's an auth switch. Yeah. <laughs> there's an auth switch. Uh, and this parameter has a lot of different options. In fact, you can see in my history right there, we've got things like individual B2C, multi-org, single org. And these are all about different ways to use Azure Active Directory or Azure Active Directory B2C. Yep. But for what we're going to do today, we're going to use individual B2C because individual B2C uh, means just that. We want individuals to sign in and we want to use B2C. And so this okay. is going to give us a template that has uh, pretty much all of the code already written for us. And it's not even that much code anyway. Yeah. So we're so let's just run. And then we'll do a code dot in our folder here. And let's get VS Code up and running. And we'll take a look at what this code looks like. We'll zoom in a little bit. Perfect. So this is just a standard out of the box, nothing exciting .NET 5 web app. Yeah. Nothing too, nothing wild. In our startup, it's actually a fairly short startup. Uh, you see in the configure, there's use authentication, use authorization. So those are yep. going to be there because of what we're doing. And then you'll notice these extra three lines that we have here. So in the first one, we're adding authentication, and it's using OpenID Connect because that's the the protocol that B2C uses. Yep. Um, 
and we're going to do add Microsoft Identity Web App. And mm -hmm. that is part of the Microsoft Identity.web package, which is included in the template, uh, and also something you can include in your existing projects. And this handles the bulk of the configuration for you. So I'm sure you remember writing lines and lines. Yeah. You remember yep. writing lines and lines and lines of code to get OpenID Connect and all that oh, sort of stuff set up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this handles the vast majority of that work for you, which is really Very cool. nice. Um, the only other thing we need to do is uh, this add Microsoft Identity UI that's here on mm -hmm. line 35. Yep. And what this does is add the controllers and the views to handle things like redirecting the user to go sign in, um, uh, signing them out and saying, hey, you've signed out, that sort of a thing. Okay. Um, they don't show up in your project because they're just part of the assembly, but awesome. they do all of the all of the challenges that you need to do, all of the redirect to identity provider, all of that work is done by uh, adding Microsoft Identity UI. So you can add that to your, uh, once you've added, added that in, then it's available and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to mess with it at all. Awesome. Uh, the only fun. other, the only other changes that we really have in terms of um, in terms of code from say a completely non-authenticated uh, .NET five web app, uh, we have a login partial, and the login right. partial is the thing that handles hey user and sign in and sign out buttons. And in fact, you'll even notice that in these nav items, we have ASP area Microsoft identity, which is part of that. Microsoft Identity UI uh, package, and then the account and the edit profile controller or, or edit profile action or the sign out action or the sign in action. Um, so you'll have this login partial that gets added too. And then the only other thing left, uh, we have some app settings that we've got to go set. And luckily, step. Yeah. we've got everything we need to make those app settings. <laughs> so earlier we had, uh, earlier we created our app, we did our app registration. Yep. And so that's our client ID. So it's called mm -hmm. client ID in the settings. Um, I'm going to paste mine in here. So we've got this one here. Yep. Uh, we need our domain. Mm -hmm. So the domain in this case, uh, well, I'll show you where you can go get it. The domain will be up here underneath yep. various parts of the UI, but you can always get to it from the from the overview main overview screen, screen yep. of your B2C directory. Uh, and it's just the name that you gave it when you created it. So mine's umbrella b2c.onmicrosoft.com, and that's what we're going to go mm -hmm. paste in here. Nice. Uh, then we've got these five things related to how we sign in and the, the user flows that we used. Yeah. Um, and user flows are also known as policies. And so you'll mm -hmm. see them called policy or referred to as policies here. So the signed out callback path this is after you sign out when you come back. Sign up, sign in policy ID. This is the one that we just created. And I'm pretty yeah. sure we called it Susie. So we don't even we have did. to change that. Yep. We didn't create a reset password or an edit profile policy or user flow, but we'll just leave these in here because we also don't have any UI that's referencing them with the exception of the edit profile button. But since yep. we didn't create them, we don't have to worry about deleting them. We don't have to worry about actually creating them until we need them. Yes. Uh, so we'll just leave those in here. And then if you want to change the path, if you want to move where the callback happens, like from mm -hmm. after the user signs in, where they get redirected back to, you can make this change here, and then this will change the path that the user gets sent back to after they sign in. And you also need to remember to change your app registration because if these two don't match, then yeah, <laughs> that's right. Better. Yep. So after making this change, the the uh, application um, <clears throat> in the app reg and the uh, uh, authentication tab, you'll have to add a new one or replace the one that you have. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, there's not really anything else here that's super uh, that's super different from what you'd expect from a normal app. So we have this Ooh. Azure AD B2C block, but everything else is relatively similar. So. So the last thing we have to do 
after these changes are already in here is we've got to go update some configuration settings. That's what Let's we've got left to do. Yep. We didn't actually have to write any of this code. All this comes in the template. Uh, so mm -hmm. all we really need to do is go update some settings. So we're going to go to our app settings.json file. Yep. Uh, and the client ID is the first thing we need to change. So the client mm -hmm. ID, this is the application ID. Okay. Uh, that we copied out earlier. If you yes. need to get back to it, you can go back to your app registrations in the Azure AD B2C portal, uh, and you can get that. You can get from that the overview. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we'll put that in here, and then uh -huh. our domain name. Your domain name is your um, uh, essentially the name of the directory that you gave it when you signed up. Okay. So if you don't remember what it is, it's on all of these screens, and it'll also be on the overview screen of your uh, also be on the overview screen of your B2C directory. So we're going to copy this. Mine's called Umbrella B2C, so we'll use that. Like the Umbrella Academy? I like it. <laughs> umbrella, umbrella Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I should have done Shell Corp. That would have been even better. But yes. um, So we're going to put that in our domain here. And uh -huh. our, uh, uh, then we've got these other settings. Now, we've got the SUSE policy that we created earlier. In fact, yep. we named ours the same thing, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the other policy names, which policies are also known as user flows, you'll, you'll hear the terms used sort of interchangeably. Um, the recent password and edit profile, we're not using them right now. And so the fact that we haven't created them is not a big deal. The app still runs, and we can still sign users in. Um, run, but you won't be able to edit profiles or... Um reset your account until you configure them. So it will blow up if you try yep. to click any of these links, but you you will be configuring them if you were creating a proper application. We're doing right. demo. So if you were to the point where you needed password reset, because some mm -hmm. customers choose not to even offer that. They want to go through right. a separate process or whatever. But if you want to offer self-service password reset, um, you'll have to create a policy or a user flow to do that and put that name in here. Same okay. with edit profile. Mm -hmm. um, the last one is a callback path, and the callback path is what we talked about earlier about where uh, when we typed in localhost 5001 sign in OIDC, if you want that to be different, you want users to come to a different page or a different path in your application after they sign in, this is where you make that change. Of course, just remember to change that in your application registration configuration in B2C, because if they don't match, you'll get an error. Yeah. Now, the last thing we need to do, uh, which is specific to B2C, uh, mm -hmm. is we have to change our instance name up here at the top. So right now, right. it's login.microsoftonline.com forward slash TFP. TFP stands for Trust Framework Policy, if anybody was interested. And that's what the technical full Microsoft name is for a user flow, is a Trust Framework Policy. We're not good at naming things, so don't judge us. <laughs> so instead, what we're going to use here is the B2C login URL. Okay. Uh, and that one is very similar to the domain that we have on line five, but mm -hmm. instead of being dot on microsoft.com, okay. uh, it's going to be dot b2c login.com with a right. slash. And forward slash. Don't right. forget the forward slash. A forward slash, a trailing forward slash. There we go. Yep. So this should be all that we need uh, to get our app running. So let's just, uh, let's get our terminal up here and let's go do a .NET run and uh, we'll see what we get. Hey, did you know integrated terminal now supports tabs? Man. I heard about that. In fact, yeah. I learned that from your TikTok of all. Oh places. no! Don't even go there. There's no dancing on this episode. But follow me on TikTok if you want to uh, see me dancing and teaching you tips and tricks. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got all of our config settings in. So let's run it and see what we get. Let's see the magic happen. So we'll do. Let's do a .NET run okay. this time. <laughs> And now we're up and we're listening on localhost 5001, which is great. So uh, I'm just going to control click this here in terminal, which is great. I love and that. 
we've got our window right over here. So here's our window. Okay. Um, pretty normal, standard, out of the box .NET web app. Nothing too, nothing Van too exciting Vanilla. here. Vanilla MVC. So we're going to click sign in and let's see where we go. So we click Hopefully sign in and now we're at this nice. nice, nice, pretty blue screen. So at yes. least we're part of the way there. Uh, and if we look at if we take a look at the URL, you'll notice it's umbrella b 2 cb 2 clogincom blah 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 mm -hmm. blah. And that's all of uh, that's what our configuration said to do. So this page is hosted by B2C and it's a B2C page. Now, if I try to sign in with some kind of an account here, it's gonna uh -huh. tell me I don't have an account, right? True. So if I came here and tried to sign in, it's gonna say, Oh, I don't think I know who you are. We can't find mm -hmm. your account. So let's go sign up for one really quickly. So I will use this account which is clearly going to get a lot of spam later, but that's okay. Yeah, JP is open for uh, emails if you want to send me your email. <laughs> if you have questions, reach out to JP. So your, uh, there are verification codes, right? And because you pay at 50,000 monthly active users, and yeah. a monthly active user is someone who authenticates at any point in a 50,000 month-long period, mm -hmm. we advise that you keep this turned on because it's there's a potential that someone could come in and spam your account sign up. And if you're not using verification codes, then it makes it much easier to do that. And they yep. could very easily create maybe tens of thousands of accounts over a few hours, over a few days, whatever. And right. then you'd start, then it would start costing you money. So I've gotten the email. The email is pretty simple. It has a code in it. So we'll put the code in here and verify the code. So good. It says my email address is verified. So now I've got to give it a password. So let me just create my password here. And then remember earlier, <laughs> That's right, 102, all stars. Um, you remember earlier in our collect attribute or uh, user attributes, we said we wanted to collect the user's display name, right? Yes. So uh, this is my display name, which is a great display name. And I'm going to use that for my display name and click create. And now, uh, now we're signed in, and here we go. Hello, this is my it. display name. I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> so so now I'm signed into B2C. Mm hmm <laughs> I'm signed into B2C and I'm signed into my application. And now things like the authorize tag uh, in MVC, we just put that on a controller or on an action and away we awesome. go. Now we're authenticated and we're authorized to go and hit that page. Um, and we're ready to go. So B2C is deeply integrated with the uh, ASP.NET um, authorization model. Therefore, it allows you to easily add a sign in and sign out and user profile management, and then at the same time, add the added security of only accessing certain parts of the application based on your sign-in status. So uh, as you see, thanks JP for coming. I mean, it's brilliant to see how easy it is to get started with B2C and hopefully more people will start building internet apps with B2C after this uh, awesome video. Thank you.